Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Praise God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, Male and female created he them. 28 says that, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moved upon the face of the earth. We are talking about the cost of disloyalty, part six. When God created man in his image, after his likeness, he blessed them. Verse 27 says, he blessed them. So man that is created in Christ is blessed. He blessed them. Say, I am blessed because I'm a child of God. So, every created child of God or every child of God is blessed. In the New Testament, the Bible says we are new creatures. Second Corinthians 5.17 That is the introduction of your blessing. That you are born again is the introduction of your blessing. Now, the man that is blessed in the garden or in the kingdom can take decisions and steps to lose his dominion given to him by God. Now, watch that. The blessing God blessed Adam and Eve also positioned them in dominion over everything that the Lord had created. In that verse 27, the Bible said, and the Lord gave them dominion, verse 27 of Genesis chapter 1. Dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that creepeth on the face of the earth. So you see that blessings come with dominion. Dominion in your marriage. Dominion in your business. Dominion in every area of your life. You and I are supposed to be on top. We are supposed to dominate by the blessings of the Lord. Man can take decisions that will make them lose their dominion. Man can take actions 
that can make them lose the dominion that has come to them from the place of blessing. Now, one of the things God wanted Adam and Eve to do to sustain their blessing and dominion was to stay in the garden. Obey him, stay in the garden. So, the child of God that is blessed and has been given a mandate of dominion must obey God at all times to sustain their dominion and blessing. Obedience is what sustains the blessing, not prayer, not fasting. Your fasting and your prayer is not what sustains your blessing. Your fasting and prayer have their place. What opens the door to your blessing is your obedience to God. Without obedience to God, you can fast as much as you can. Nothing will happen. And many people fast. And yet, their life is not fast. Because it takes obedience to run fast in life. There are many things we have turned upside down. But the real things are there. A child of God must be obedient to the voice of God. To flow continually in the blessings of God. So the level of your obedience will determine the level of your blessing. Not the level of your fasting. Are you here with me? Please, are you here? Some people, they go in and out of their obedience. Today you are obedient. Tomorrow you are not obedient. So, how is it like when you are people in your life who go in and out of your life because today they do something right, tomorrow they don't do it right, And it's like that. There are seasons of our lives where we we look like we want to be on our own. It's like being on a diet and then one day you decide that chale embre and then you are dear Mary. It's a cheating day. So, many believers live their lives like that. Today you are on point with God. Tomorrow you are not. And please, what goes on in your heart matters to God. What goes on in your spirit matters to God. When he blessed them, it was spiritual. When he created them and they came alive as human beings... It was because he breathed his breath of life into them. Everything was spiritual. The physical is a secondary matter. God is a spirit and with him, actions and motives are weighed. That's what the book of Samuel says. So, you cannot purport to be obedient When your heart is in the wrong place and in the wrong thing. That's why we are addressing this now. When it comes to disloyalty 
It's an issue of your heart. Because the Lord said, these people serve me with their mouth. But their heart is far away. Loyalty is a matter of your heart. Please repeat that to the person by your left and your right. Loyalty. Now tell another person, obedience is a matter of your heart. And tell somebody, obedience means that you stay where God wants you to stay and you do what he wants you to do on time. That is called obedience. You cannot do things your way and in your time where you want it and say, I am obedient or loyal. Where has he sent you? Where has he placed you? What has he said to you? When does he want you to do it? What has he asked you not to do? Where has he told you not to go? What has he barred you from doing? And what has he enabled you or instructed you to do? You need to put that in right perspective before you can say that I'm an obedient child of God. And whether you are blessed or otherwise, everybody has the tendency to disobey God. The man that was blessed in verse 27 disobeyed God. 28. I mean, and this is a man that had the spirit of God in him. He made them and breathed his spirit. Whether the spirit is in you and you have been blessed or whatever you think, you have to know that as long as you are here on earth, there is a very high tendency that if you do not put your mind on him, you will disobey him. A blessed person is not immune to disobedience. So you can say, I'm blessed by God. I'm blessed. And see, sometimes when you are blessed, a blessing is a heavy duty spiritual resource that is placed on you. So when you are so blessed and you start your work of disobedience, it doesn't the blessing just don't get wiped out. Because it has come into your life and has become like a reservoir. So, you can have loads of blessings in your life. But once you start disobeying God, the loads will still be working. Will be working. Will be working. But one thing is for sure, that there is no replenishment. And that is why time is what reveals who is truly blessed. And who is not blessed. Because after a while, you realize that one thing God will not do is that he will not take away from you the blessings you received when you were in obedience. But when you usher yourself into disobedience, when all the blessings of the seasons of obedience end, 
you will see your real life. So, God has given us a garden and this is our ordained garden. He wants us to stay here. The man who has been given everything still wants to lose it. Please, this is something God wants it to enter your heart. The man who has been blessed wants to lose the blessing at all costs. The man, the woman who has been blessed <laughs> by God. Every step and decision they are making is a step and a decision that wants them to lose it. People who are blessed don't make decisions to keep it. They normally make decisions to lose it. We, that's why we need the mercy of God. That's why we need truth to be preached to us. All the time because left to you alone, all your decisions will go in the direction that will make you lose the blessing that has come to you from God. And so you should know that that's why you cannot trust in your own strength, in your own mind, in your own ability because when you are left alone, the decisions you will make will make you lose the blessing. Please tell somebody. Please tell them for me. Somebody say, why do we always come to church? And why do we always preach? (laughs) If we don't preach the word of God to you, you will not have the mind of God. And if you don't have the mind of God, every decision you'll be making with this human mind will make you lose the blessing. I'm saying that when you wake up from your bed, the real desire of your heart is to make a decision to lose the blessing. And to lose your place of dominion. That's why you go to work with an extended mouth. To go and badmouth a manager or a colleague you are not happy with. And that extended, elongated mouth is to make you lose your job. That's why it takes you so much more to calm yourself down to let go of things that will hurt you. Man in his right mind is still useless when it comes to the blessing. Man, in his perfect state of his human nature, is very, very useless when it comes to what God has given them and what God has made them. That is why we need the mind of Christ And the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Because this thing standing here as a man. Without the drive of God is useless. That's how a man will wake up and sleep with a daughter. In Australia some years ago. A man had. Many children with his own daughter. 
kidnap and hijack the child into one bunker like that for many years had plenty children how do you have feelings sexual feelings for your own daughter man is useless man is what is useless So, when you are yourself, you are nothing. That is why everybody should strive to be like Jesus. (laughs) To live like Jesus. To think like Jesus. To operate like Jesus. That is how your usefulness will start manifesting. If you want to be yourself, useless. You look at the kind of things you have appetite for. They are the things that are against your medical health. Say useless. Paul summing it up, he said that the things that I want to do, I struggle to do them. But the things that I don't want to do, oh, when I woke up now, I was what? Doing it. Like if you are a man and you are really not, if you are well as a man, when you wake up in the morning, you need grace to lower your erection. Like you wake up in the morning and like you have been set up to fail. And that erection can give you direction into distraction. That's why when you wake up in the morning, you should read the word and pray because you wake up set up to fail. I said that Tanzanian president who just died, the wife in you, how do you call that word? In talking about the husband, he says that I love my husband. I miss him because he loves morning sex. That's one of his achievements in life is that <laughs> every morning he loves sex. So if God doesn't give you the look at all the men here. The ones that are well, they have that challenge. Including me. I have a, I, my own is a very huge challenge. So, without the help of God, you see that you were born here, born there, born there, born there, born, and born with the dog. That's why some men sleep with animals. What am I saying? I'm saying that we have to get to that place where we want to follow God as our pursuit. To be able to stay in the blessing. It should be your personal pursuit. To chase after what God wants, what God requires of you, because it will not come to you automatically. What comes to you automatically is to destroy you. And take you away from the blessing. That is why 
even though God had blessed Adam and Eve with everything in the garden, they still went after what they shouldn't go for. So, when you wake, after being in this church, you know, one day you wake up and the first thing that comes into your mind is, I leave the church. And I leave the church is to make you lose the blessing. I'm telling you that every one of you here, because the blessing God has given you, part of it is planting you in this church. Many seasons of your life, you will wake up and feel like, I want to leave the blessing. <laughs> I, want to, I don't want it again. I want to, leave, I want to go. I, I want to stop. I won't do anything. I won't. Hey, leave me. I won't do it again. I'm done. I'm finished. It's to leave the blessing. And it will not be one time. The Bible never tells us how many times the serpent had to speak with the woman and the man for them to make the move for the apple. But I believe it was not one time. Are you here? So, this is, say, my ordained garden is part of the blessing. And say one day, I will wake up and feel like I don't want this blessing again. But I say, God, help me not to make that move. It's a prayer you should pray. Some people have been in the Catholic church for 50 years. Those are the real anointed people. Not charismatic believers shouting and jumping and spitting fire. But you have no stickability. You have no stability. You have no endurance. You are, you are everywhere some. You are like a tourist. Any church they mention you have been there before. Do you know Winners? Oh, I was there. <laughs> Do you know Lighthouse? Oh, I was there. <laughs> How about that other church there? Oh, wow. I was there. And everywhere you have a story. It's like you have a dossier. About churches. It's, it's like, have you been to America before? I've been there before. <laughs> How about Estonia? Oh, I was there two years ago. Wow. How about Belarus? Oh. I even have a friend there. You are a tourist. Stay where God wants you to stay. And you will see his glory. Praise the Lord. Because there are costs. That will come to you for dishonoring God, being disloyal, or moving away from the keeper's house. The place God wants you to stay. There are costs though, that you are not where God wants you to be. Ah! When God entered the garden, the first sound he made is Adam. Where are you? I wanted you to be here, but I can't find you. You are hiding behind trees. Sometimes you can hide behind people. You can hide behind issues. You can just hide behind your emotions. Or something you are not happy about. Something that is ongoing. Listen to me. Whatever is ongoing, you must be going with that thing until you enter the state of perfection. 
Because if it is going with me, I still go until I resolve. You to resolve by going. You can't pause and say, I want to solve it before I continue. Are you, what, what do you mean? God will come and say, where are you? Because even though the thing is happening, he still expects you to be mobile, to be moving. You should be, that's why be moving with it. Stop sitting there. That's why be moving with this thing. Oh, I said, my red draw. Adam, what do you mean? What do you mean? When you become disloyal to God, your church, your pastor, your ministry, what happens? Point number six. What happens is that the power of the serpent is fully unleashed against you. Adam's disobedience activated and unleashed fully the power of the serpent on all creation. The power of the serpent, the power of Satan, the devil, will be fully unleashed over anybody who leaves the place God wants them to be. Satan will have an advantage over you. Genesis chapter 3 verse 14. Look at what's happening. When God was pronouncing the, the verdict on the serpent, the man, and the woman. Look at what the Bible said. He said, and the Lord said, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, <laughs> nobody was spared in the garden, no. Thou art cursed above all cattle. Hey. So, <laughs> And above every beast of the field. Upon. Look. This Bible is too much. Without even finish, finishing the reading of this verse. Something tells me that the original nomenclature of the serpent is not a crawling being. Because he cursed him, he cursed the serpent above, first of all, all cattle. All cattle. It looks to me like this guy was walking like the way a cattle was four-legged. But this one was taller than crawling. So he reduced him to the ground. Be careful, though. Oh, sorry, I know I check it out. You, you will see that as you are being disloyal, it is reducing you to something else that your original creation was not. It's, it's making you become, you are becoming kapwepwe. From a giant, it's a Greek word. Some things are being compressed and redrawn from you. And watch it. Please put it there. The Lord God said unto the seven, Because thou hast done this, 
Thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly, that's a punishment. First punishment, you are cursed. Number two, we are rearranging you. Upon thy belly shall thou go. No longer upon your legs. And dust shall thou eat all the days of, their li- of, of thy life. Dust. So here you see that Charlie, as you are trying to misbehave, you know, things are also going to be invoked against you. Church is a spiritual place. Please tell somebody, church, like the garden, is a spiritual place. If you have any play in your life, don't bring it to church at all, at all. Play in your house. Come and follow God in the church. Don't play here. Some people play everywhere. So, this scripture, you see that upon thy belly thou shalt go and thus shalt be and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So it tells me that the original food of the serpent was not dust. Are you here? Now, I said that when you leave the place God wants you to be, the power of the serpent is fully unleashed against you. In chapter 3, Verse number 17 to 19, God is also pronouncing verdict on Adam. And look at what he says. He said, unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground. Cursed is what? For thy sake, in sorrow shalt thou eat of it, All the days of thy life. You see that all of them eh, as disloyalty and has a way of changing your provision. Satan will eat that all the days. Adam, you will eat in sorrow. You see that it has a way. Your life will become some way. Next verse, please. I want to take you somewhere. Next verse, 18. Tongues also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. 19. Watch it. Please watch it. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Till thou return unto the ground. Till thou return to where? For out of it was thou taken. And now watch this. For dust thou art. And unto dust shalt thou return. Now. Until they became disloyal, God never pronounced that the dust they were formed with should take preeminence in their daily work. But once they just left the realm of obedience and loyalty with God, God said, I expose you to your original frame. That is that you are dust. And from this level, this is your real level from this time. Made of dust, you will return to dust. And now when you return to dust, you become somebody's food. 
And the food of the person you become is not God. In that verse 14, Satan's food is any man who is in the spirit of disloyalty. Dust. You become dust. You are only good for one thing. Satan's food. I, I, I wouldn't mind them. I wouldn't, what is pastor? What does he think? My friend, shut up. We are trying to do everything possible that you don't become food for Satan. That's what we are trying to become. Your shepherd, your leaders, your pastors. The message we are preaching is to ensure. Ha. And it, this man is dust because God decided that I created you in that you were not a living being. I breathed my breath of life into you. That's how you started functioning. So for God to say you are becoming dust, it means that there is some form, I wouldn't say that he redrew his spirit, but God knows what he did. So, when we are teaching that, be loyal to God, be loyal to the kingdom, be loyal to your kingdom leaders, and follow after the vision of God, is to save you from becoming food for the serpent. I don't think there's anybody who wants to be food for the serpent. That is why the Bible says, if you break the hedge, if you break the hedge, the hedge will not break by itself, but it will take your decision, your heart, going for the apple, for the hedge to be broken. But you break the hedge, the serpent will bite you. We are afraid to preach this message because it's a grace, 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 grace. But people are being beaten on a daily basis. There's a church in town that I, I, I know about. The ladies there will sleep with people and when you say, say it's grace. How can that be grace? So if you sleep with somebody whose manhood is Sakawa manhood, that one too is grace. Please talk to me. Oh. I want to know whether it's grace or it's disgrace. Everything is grace. Now, wow. Satan has control, power over the man who is not aligned well, who is in the wrong place, in the wrong thing, not following after the Lord. Satan's power is fully unleashed on that person. That's why you see people, they are heavily gifted and heavily wasted because they are not aligned. You are in the wrong place. And it doesn't matter what you contain. In the wrong place, it shall be blown out. It shall be destroyed. Because something is eating you up gradually without you knowing. Jonah, you must be in Nineveh. If you want to be in Joppa, you will be in the belly of the fish. Anytime you divert your course from where God wants you to be, 
you are going to be in the belly of something. And I think some of us, we have been in the belly of trouble for a long time that it has become a nice place for us. That's why you see that you are not manifesting the glory of God in your life. And you think it's cool. It's not cool. Sister, it's not cool. It's not cool. Look, sometimes the devil eats you uh, and then he's even tired of eating you. Like the way you get tired eating kenke. He has eaten you. Uh, he said, ah, so won't you, won't you move away from my table? It's like he has eaten you and he has put you in the baller. Hey. Power of Satan is fully unleashed. Then he says, I bind you. He said, don't, don't try. Don't try. Don't try. And you see, one of the deceptions is how people think, okay, in my heart, I love God. There is nothing like, in my heart, I love God, that does not align with your doings. Like, in my heart, I love God. But I won't do what he asked me to do. But I love you. It's like the boy, you say, Minue Jai. I say, Mm-mm. You are not serious. You are not serious. It's like, in my heart, I love God. You see, Jesus told Peter, he said, if you love me, feed my flock three times. That God himself, he has a way of testing your love by what you do for him. Not what you think is in your heart. If you love me, do. What should you do? Feed my flock. You can't say you love me and you don't feed my flock. That is... You cannot say you are a born again believer, you love the Lord, and you don't do kingdom business. It's not possible. Anybody sitting on a fence after hearing a certain quality of message for kingdom service and is not doing cannot prove their love to God. There is no way in the Bible that somebody was commended for their love for God without something they did. He said, Abraham, I know he loves me. And he will command all his house. Is it not a doing? God so loves the world that he gave. Is it not a doing? I'm telling you, go and look for anywhere in the Bible. If you find one place where there is love without doing, I love the Lord and I'm disloyal. I love the Lord. I won't come and play the keyboard. Is that love? What is love? Eh? Is that love? 
Sometimes I'll be in the office and a man or a wife or a husband will run to my office and say, Pastor, talk to your daughter. For three months now. I've not done the thing. In fact, this is more ladies who are coming to complain. Pastor, you better talk to your son. Oh. The man is not touching me. The man is not touching me. How can he say he loves me? It's not touching me. That love must do. Love must what? The love is in the world, in the doing. So, you can say, I love her. Oh, but they come and they say, oh, pastor, but, ah, but I love my wife. You don't love her. You don't, the lady is wasting there. Without your doing. That is not love. You are living like a sister, a brother. This is how the, the sister used to live with her brother. Just, just carrying water together. Talking, 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 talking. No action. That's only a door. But marital love, oh, the two must be one. So as you, you see that they are one. There is a doing. Are you here at all? <laughs> love is a verb. It's not a noun. There must be action to prove love. You say you are a nurse. You are a nurse. You have been trained to love patients. You don't look at the time for their medicine. You don't give them message. You just go and sit there. We love the patients. I sat at the counter. I've come. I've closed. Is that how you people do it in that UK? That's love for patient. Anybody can do that now. So, if you, you must, there must be a doing. That's why, when I have time to teach this, the next key I'll be teaching is conduct. Conduct in the garden. Don't touch. Because it says, because you hearken to, to the voice of the woman or the serpent, and I ask you, don't touch this, and you touch. Don't touch, must stay, don't touch. Touch must stay touch. Don't eat must stay don't eat. Eat must mean eat. He told them what they should eat and what they shouldn't eat. You can't just be and say, I do anything anyhow. I love God. What do you mean? What do you mean by what I want is what I do and it still means I love God? How? And by this disloyalty from Adam and Eve, they unleashed the power of the serpent, committed, and they committed high treason that gave Satan so much of the estate that was given to man. Look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. And then we'll just bring the message to an end. Matthew 4, 8 and 9. Your disloyalty, eh? I won't come to church. I won't come for this. I won't do this. I won't do that. Watch it, oh. Watch it. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Next verse, please. 
and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou would fall down and worship me. Next verse. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So, when Adam and Eve became the lawyer, they lost everything to Satan. That's why Satan took Jesus to the high mountain and he showed him everywhere. See, everywhere. All these things and their glory belongs to me. If you bow down to me, I'll give them to you. That little seed of disloyalty is making you give Satan who has nothing at all power over everything God has given you to dominate. Took him to a high mountain and showed him what should be under the control of Adam. Satan says, now it's under my control. And this is all that Jesus came to do. To recover for man what he lost to the devil. And reconnect us to the father. So you think it's a simple action. It's a simple decision. Please think about it well. Consider your ways very well. Because, Charlie, being dishonorable to God, the thing thing is a very major matter. It's what? It's a major matter. Some people cannot shake their body in their chair. I don't know what's wrong. Because in your head, you know that even though you are running around and laughing and just being soft and all of that, you are, there is something greater you are pressing. And you want to hurt a human being or hurt whatever, but what you don't know is that you are hurting God. Yeah. Hurting God. One small skit I watch about a lady who married a guy and was praying, praying. The husband said, shut up there. Jesus doesn't, whatever. What are you talking about? Prayer is useless. Stop praying. And then the wife woke, woke him up for them to pray. He said, if you dare wake me up again, I'll finish you. They argued, argued, you know, spiritual sister. He said, ah, prayer is important to... The guy said, no. Prayer is useless. Forget about it. I work hard. I have all these things. Don't mention that Jesus here. I don't want to hear that thing, that prayer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the wife kept saying that. Shut up. Don't say that. Shut up. He said, no, I will talk. He laughed at the wife. Oh, and then the wife, the guy was blaspheming. And the wife said, shut up in the name of Jesus. And don't be saying this thing again knowing shut up in the name of Jesus it was almost like a decree in the spirit that's how the guy his mouth was moving no voice was coming out (laughs) he now saw his real level he was opening his throat and the wife didn't know what was happening he said what is it he was now doing sign language (laughs) after a while the wife knew that the guy was saying, I can't talk. He, he that his mouth was prep, 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 prep. God just held the voice. Then the wife had, um, he just remembered and he said, Shut up in the name of Jesus, don't talk again. The thing just came back to the wife. The wife said, Ah, 
When I say, you know, when you add the name of Jesus to anything, power is released. So the wife now said, God, show my husband mercy. I command you to speak now in the name of Jesus. His voice now came out. He now said, hey, hey, where is the next prayer meeting? In our same house. Yeah, you are not prayer, 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 prayer. Everyone, your real size is a useless size. When you try to do against the way of God, it's dangerous. Please. See that the power of Satan was fully unleashed on them. Took away everything. Took away everything. And we didn't know her until Jesus came. Then we saw that, ah, Jesus came, one, to reconcile us to the Father, and two, to collect everything Satan had taken. Proud to that, we didn't know that there has been a major transfer of inheritance to Satan. Please, I beg on on you today. I beg you by the mercies of God. When disloyalty is rising in your heart, eh, quench it. Pray and quench it. Do what? Pray and what? Quench it. Pray and quench it. And one of the things that really makes people disloyal is conversations. What? I can't hear you. Conversations. Charlie, what this one said and that one said and that one said and that one said, and that one said, and by the time you know, it's like, Charlie, some people, when they don't appear, people, some people don't appear. It is only when they appear that others appear. Because it's like people have been held into a clique. That if you appear without them appearing, it is like you are disloyal in their disloyalty. Why is it that we have all agreed not to appear and you knew you have gone to appear? Is it by force to listen to the voice of the serpent? Is it by force? Is it by force? Even if you listen, is it by force to obey? Some people will hold you to ransom. Why is it that I told you all that is in my heart? And you didn't shift to my side. You still stayed on the side of God. Serpent. Serpento. I don't know if somebody is understanding what God is saying here. Serpent wants you to be on his side. After communicating with you. He wants you to be on his side. You can, if you are unlucky to listen to all his conversation, still stay on the side of God. And deal with the voice of the serpent. Because it is God who is your creator, not the serpent. Are you here, please? It's evil. It's a disloyal. It doesn't matter the relationships you are having in and out of the... I see some people, they leave church in an awkward way. Very awkward. Very, very awkward. And they see, they say, and daddy, as for you, dear, you are still my daddy. Me. Did I burn you? No. 
I am your daddy because I'm your pastor. When I'm no longer your pastor, your daddy is whoever is your pastor. If you are pastor to yourself, you are your own, you can call yourself big daddy. I cannot pastor a sheep that has not been given unto me. You have to understand that. And when you take yourself off my whatever, how do they call it? Is it style? Eh? Let's, 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 whatever the sheep is kept in. When you take yourself out of that, that space, stop being political. Oh, he's my daddy. It's, it's not, it's, forget it. God came there. He came with a crack. He said, you people listen to the serpent. You have nothing in me again. Get out. And put angels there and put sword there. They are not coming in again. I don't want to have anything to do with them. If you leave your ordained garden where God has designed and appointed for you, leave. Let me tell you. Even if you have a great relationship with me, it's going nowhere. Because what is really pursuing you is not devil, it's God. For leaving the place he wants you to be, it's not the devil pursuing you now. Who drove them out? Is it not God? So, what can I do? The anointing that I have, who controls it? Is it not God? I pray for you and God will do what? Me praying for you is nothing. Me loving you is nothing. Me grandpa loving you, grandpa, I may even bring trouble to myself. Look at all the people who were in the boat with Jonah. Accidentally, see the trouble that came to them. It is always dangerous to align with somebody who has disaligned with God. I don't know. Is that correct? Right? Yeah. You join their trouble. I won't join you. <laughs> I won't join. Sometimes you'll be there, they go and the serpent start eating them from their leg. You see, if you know a python, python wants to swallow you, start swallowing you small, small. So they see that, Charlie, are there no, are many now between the waist? Then you start, what's happening? Hello, daddy. Meiko. Yeah, many me, oh. Hey, you many me. I feel away. Continue entering the belly of the python. You cannot be wiser than God. The Bible says the foolishness of God is even wiser than the wisdom of man. You don't be political. Be real. Tell somebody be real. Stop being political. Look, when you are becoming dust there, you will not see. When you are becoming food for the serpent, you will not see. You can be praying and fasting and you are still becoming food. So please watch it. Conversation. Conversation. Somebody tell you, oh, blah, blah, blah. There was a lady here. She used to take people from our church to go and see some prophets be somewhere. Hey. papa. To leave here and go and see prophet be someone. Oh, Charlie, your matter, no? It's not human beings that will solve it. (laughs) 
We convince him when I have a prophet to be somewhere. Let me take you. Then when he comes, he says, he's my daddy. That, that way did he. What's the daddy about? You don't fear God. Disloyal. Disloyal. And with Johnny. <laughs> Johnny ran away. Fred Frank Crawford, Yanko. Wow, one, yeah, your corner. We're Jumani, your corner. And all of them that went to nothing happened. Because nothing will happen. Your provision is in your garden, the power is in your garden. It's nowhere, everywhere else. Go ahead and listen to the first service sermon. Outside the garden is tons and thistles, the ground is cursed. It's, it's nowhere. God brought you here, is here. Praise the Lord. If God brought you here, it is where? And let me just say this. Even if you fall into sin, the best place for your repair is still the garden. I'll say it again. If you fall into sin, the best place for you to be repaired is still in your ordained garden. If somebody goes to get herself pregnant by out of wedlock, you don't leave the church and say, Oh, I feel embarrassed. You leave. So, to go where? Where? That you are a Toyota car, you, you now leave and go and give yourself to a, a Peugeot mechanic. Do you know what is going to happen? It's going to destroy your engine. Are you here at all? By the time you know the car is not moving again. Stay there, let us repair you. Yeah, Jesus, he endured the shame of the cross. He endured the shame. You, if you ever fall into sin, in this place, stay and endure the shame of the relationship, but get yourself repaired. In that same place. Kaspa, <laughs> paspa. Jasper, Kesper. Now I feel the open say. With Tresca. Stay. Hey. Charlie. Your protection is still in the garden. Praise the Lord. It's still in the garden. You don't want to say, away bus. Oh, coin. Oh, coin. Where are you going? Ask somebody, where are you going? Where do you want to go? Why are you going? Why are you living where God planted you? Ask them, what is your problem? Don't you love the blessing and the presence of God? Why are you running away from where your protection is in Christ? Give the Lord a big clap. Please, let's rise. Let's rise. Beautiful. Please. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan, Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.